Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to In the Barber Zone with your man Surveyor's Moment right here on Blog Talk Radio. Y'all, we're back. It's a Wednesday, 9 p.m. Thank you for joining us. We are here in the Barber Zone once again where we talk about what's going on in the community and what's going on in the barber shop. So, y'all, we haven't been on the air for a while, but we're back. So um, thank you for joining us. Uh, We're here. We've been talking about mental wealth, mental illness, mental uh, wellness for the past couple of shows. Uh, we were off for a few weeks. We're out doing things, but we're back. Um, and as I said, as we talked about this mental wellness, this mental wellness piece, we were going to have some individuals who were professionals in this are uh, clinical individuals, the ones who go to school to learn this. So um, I've been blessed over this last six months or so uh, being part and working with the African American Male Wellness Initiative to be able to meet uh, and interact and partner with some incredible people, uh, whether it's from the community sector, the private sector, or from our medical side. Um, we were we had the opportunity to, to team up with uh, Ohio State University, the uh, STAR program, the Trauma and Recovery Center. And, y'all, this has been something that, um, you know, we've been talking about for some years. I mean, a few individuals that you know, uh, when we go around and do community stuff and we do things that um, pertain to our community and, the barbershop and uplifting men and being better people. So we were able to make some individuals that were doing the same thing that we were doing, but just on a different level. So, y'all, that's where we started. That's where it came about with this old mental wellness piece, that we need to talk about our mental health before we can do something about our mental health. So um, thank you again. We're here in the Barber Zone, and I have two individuals from Ohio State that will be joining us tonight, and uh, I'll bring, them on, bring those individuals on in a little bit, but, um, and they're going to give us the clinical side because I've actually been to a couple of training classes and some symposiums on trauma and uh, resilience and all that good stuff, so I'm eager to talk to them on the show here and, you know, see and Maybe we can help somebody through this hour that we're going to be on. So thank you all again for joining us. You're in the Barber Zone with your man Chavez right here on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, You can access us a few different ways. If you're on Facebook, uh, jump on the Barber Zone page. And once on the Barber Zone Facebook page, there's a tab that says Call Now. You can call in. It puts you right to the show. You can listen listen to the show from your phone from your mobile device, however you listen to audio. Um, Then you can also go to barbazoneradio.com. 
click on the link on the page, and it'll pull it up. You can listen to it right on your device also. Or you can just call directly into the show. The number is 563-999-3404. Again, 563-999-3404. I will be on here. We're going to have our experts talk. We're going to dialogue back and forth a little bit with y'all tonight. Excuse me. Tonight, we want to talk about trauma and mental wellness. First of all, y'all, what trauma? We suffer from it every day, and we've normalized it, so we really don't know what trauma is, what a traumatic situation, a traumatic experience is. So we're going to have the professionals let us know what that is from the clinical side. Um, Also, what are signs of trauma? What are signs that an individual has suffered a traumatic experience? What are some of those signs? Because we we show those signs and people say, oh, he's just not feeling good today. He's like that or that's the way he is. He's a little off. Or No, that's not what it is. You've suffered a traumatic experience and it's affecting your daily life. Um, And also, we're going to talk about how do these traumatic situations affect to wellness, our mental well-being. And I can already see that this show is going to be a two, three-part because I've got a lot of other questions that um, we talked about, but I want to bring it to the air so people can go back and, and share this and listen to this at another time. So if you know anybody that may need this, refer them to Barber's Own Radio. You can click on the show anytime, podcast. You can listen on your Apple devices on all your um, Android devices, however you listen to podcasts, it's available. So thank you again for listening. Thank you again for sharing. Thank you again for supporting. But um, I'm going to go ahead and get the individuals on the line so they can introduce themselves and we can go ahead and get started. Y'all, again, excuse me, again, you're in the Barber Zone, which is this moment right here on Barber Zone Radio, blogtalkradio.com slash Barber Zone. And we're here. The number is 563-999-3404. Uh, we got them both on the line. I think they've been home a couple minutes. So let's see if we get them on the line here. Uh, first of all, first off, um, this young lady, uh, I'm going to bring her on first. Excuse me, Doc, but uh, we met her first. So, you know, ladies first. Um, met this young lady at um, – African-American male barbershop talk planning meeting. And, uh, you know, it's an African-American male uh, initiative, and it was a bunch of African-Americans in. And then here comes the little Caucasian girl with the, with, the, with the look on her face like, what have I got into? But she came in, she held it down, and she gave us a wealth of information so uh, now we have her here on the show. She's agreed to take some time out, so we'll bring her on. Uh, Ms. Sarah Leonard from the Ohio State Star Program, are you on the line here tonight? Sarah, can you hear me? Hello? Let's see if we can get on. Let's see. Sarah, are you here? Can you hear me? 
Chavez, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. I'm sorry I hit the wrong button. I can hear you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining the show. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. This life thing happens sometimes. So I thank you for taking your time. Um, you know, we've been involved with a little bit more, six months or so, whatever, and so yeah. I, I told you I had a show and we are going to get you on the show. We finally arranged the time. So I thank you for taking your time out. I know you're passionate about this, and I knew when I asked you it was going to be a year, but I just had to work it out. So, again, I thank <laughs> you for taking your time. <laughs> I, um, I thank you for the opportunity all, and bringing me on. Yes. First of all, let, um, let, the, let the listeners know, who you are, where you work, and what you do. So before we get into this conversation, uh, they'll know you, you know a little bit about what you're talking about. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, well, good evening, everyone that's listening. And uh, whether you're on a phone or a computer, I'm excited to uh, have your ear for a little bit of time. So like Chavez said, my name is Sarah Leonard, and I am the Outreach and Engagement Coordinator for the OSU STAR Trauma Recovery Center. It's a really long title. Um, basically what I do is I work in our community. I connect with different organizations and agencies, and I share what we do. I learn what those other organizations and agencies are doing as well, and we talk about how we can support one another, how we can build each other up, how we can give back to the same community that we all live and work um, and spend our time in, and that's kind of yeah. how – Chavez and I landed in the same the same space, and um, I was able to not only offer some words of wisdom, but also I gained a tremendous amount of knowledge in meeting with Chavez and the Barbers and the African American Male Wellness Walk. And it has been an initiative that has changed the course of my um, my life and the course of my my career, especially with Star going forward and how we operate and how we. Um, build and collaborate, especially with community partners, um, listening to what they need and, and helping them gain access and resources and providing that need to them. So. Okay. Well, um, Sarah, we thank you. Um, will you let them know what STAR means and what STAR is? Sure. OSU so, star. OSU star. We, we hear OSU star, but people are like, what does that mean? Is that an athlete? What is, what is OSU star? <laughs> so OSU star, there's lots of different star organizations that are connected with OSU. It's a pretty common figure, um, but it's impactful. So OSU star stands for um, Ohio State University Stress, Trauma, and Resilience Trauma Recovery Center. Um, so it's a lot of letters. And what we do is we assist individuals who have survived violent crime in the last three years who are 18 years and older. So adults um, who have been victimized um, and have survived or um, experienced a traumatic event that was caused by another individual. So they maybe it's a burglary in their home maybe it's an assault that happens in a parking lot um that type of crime any type of violent crime that they've experienced if it's happened within the last three years we as a as an organization um, we are able to offer mental health support so mental health therapy 
Uh, we have licensed clinicians and licensed staff that will work with you to process through that traumatic event, as well as wraparound services and comprehensive case management. So we also have a, a team of individuals that will work to help remedy all of the immediate needs, such as if you need, an, if you need new housing, if we need emergency shelter, if we need uh, maybe an emergency food supply or um, emergency clothes, things like that. Um, so helping those immediate needs, um, taking away those stressors immediately, and then coming back around and helping a survivor um, process through a, a traumatic event. Yes, the stuff that we need. And uh, we're going to get in a little bit later on what is trauma and what's a, tra a traumatic event because a lot of people don't even know what it is. We've been through them, but we really don't understand what that is and how it's affected us. But, uh, Sarah, thank you. If you hold on for a second, I'm going to get Dr. Yeager on. Um, he met this individual when we did um, the Understanding Science and uh, resilience training, the best training. And, buddy, let me tell you, the information in that training, well, BEST stands for Brief Emotional Support Training. And that came about because us barbers, when we were sitting at the, um, at the wellness meeting, and we said, we're doing – we get our clients to open up and they share their life experiences, whether they're good or bad, and we don't have any tools to be able to help this individual when they've gone through a stressful situation. We don't know where to turn. We don't know what to do. And we as barbers, we wanted some type of training. And Sarah and Ohio State and Star and Dr. Yeager, they were having a training program. It's called BEST. Brief emotional support training. And barbers, we don't realize it, but we're the first responders in individuals' lives. Um, you know, we thank the, the police and the fire and the AMS. They're first responders to fires and traumatic events. But far as life events, us barbers, stylists, health professionals, the ones that are close to you, we are the first responders in your life. So us barbers, we wanted some type of training to be able to notice some of these signs, uh, be able to help individuals when we do see these signs on where to guide them and what to do. And Sarah came back and invited us to this best training. Sure, I'll go. Yeah, I want to go. And, my God, this, this was what we've been talking about and seeing what our clients are going through for years, but to actually see it broken down into bullet points and the topic points into graphs was just amazing. And uh, Dr. Yeager did an awesome, he gave an awesome uh, speech, awesome display, an awesome instruction, a great PowerPoint demonstration on this. So uh, we're going to bring him on. And and getting here and man, this guy here, Dr. Yeager, Dr. Kenneth Yeager, are you on the line this evening, sir? I am. Thank you. Thank you, sir. I, I, I appreciate you waiting. I see you've been waiting here a few minutes, but I thank you for what you do and that class that you that training class that you uh, put on 
was just awesome just to see the breakdown on what we go through in our lives and how it affects us from childhood to our adulthood. And to have that yeah. broken down the way you had it broken down was just awesome. Um and I thank you. So I, I told you, you know, I had a show. I had a I had an outlet where we could talk about these things, and I thank you for mm-hmm. taking your time and coming on. But um, would you take a minute and let uh, individuals know who you are, uh, what do you do, your background, and uh, your role at the Trauma Recovery Center? Okay. Um, first off, thank you very much for having us on the phone tonight. Um I am the director of the Stress, Trauma, and Resilience Program um, at The Ohio State University. Um, I completed doctoral work in crisis intervention and trauma um, almost 20 years ago now. I've been practicing in the field for about 30 years now. And um, the STAR program is a unique opportunity. We are funded um, in part through the federal government, um, and the dollars come through the state and the attorney general's office to develop these trauma recovery centers. And it's, it's really kind of a dream come true for me because the idea is knowing everybody who has grown up and has been around and seen trauma, knowing how every person is affected uniquely by the traumas they see. They're affected uniquely by their experiences with trauma. And no two people will have the same response even when they see exactly the same trauma. And it's just a wonderful opportunity to be able to provide people the care that they need through this grant and not have to charge them for services. So they can receive up to 16 sessions through the Trauma Recovery Center and case management and medication management. We can help people on the path to putting their lives back together. Well, okay, Dr. Yeager, um, would you uh, let an individual know, an individual that needed to um, access your services on how they would do that, how they would go out? If somebody, say, if me, another barber individual, knew of an individual mm-hmm. that was, we knew that was facing some trauma and we knew, knew mm-hmm. they needed some type of care, some type of service, how would we go about doing that? How would we go about getting them in contact with OSU Star Recovery? Okay, so the number is 614-293-STAR. I don't know how we came up with it. 614-293-STAR. And that will get you okay. into um, that, that gets you into our um, queue, and we will set you up to meet with one of our professionals. Okay. Well, that's simple enough. Um Guys, I, 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 individuals on the line, I thank you. I see that my 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 my, my studio, my board is lighting up. We got individuals on the line. They're listening. They want to talk. They want to say something. You guys, I appreciate you. I thank you. We're back in the barber zone. This is what I love to do, y'all. I love to talk. I love to cut, and I like to help people's lives. So I thank y'all for this. Um, the number if you want to call in because after we talk to uh Sarah. And Dr. Yeager, we're going to open it up for some questions. You may have some questions for them. Uh, the number is 563-999-3404. And when it's time, you can simply press 1. That lets me know that you have a question. I'll bring you online also. Um, I see I also got my man, 
you two guys, Dr. Yeager and Sharon Notice individual, uh, Mr. Chris Burke, uh, I'm bringing you on. Chris, if you want to hit one, I'll bring you on when you want to, uh, when you're ready. But, um, you know, we're going to get into it. We're talking about, um, well, first of all, you're in the Barber Zone with your man Chavez right here at Blog Talk Radio, barberzoneradio.com, numbers 563-999-3404. We're talking about trauma and our mental wellness. First of all, I want to ask, um, and either one of you could start, uh, what is trauma? We hear that word, we see it, but what is trauma? I, I know we have a, let me see, we got a little definition, and I'm taking this from the uh, my notes from the resilience class. Um, I, I'm going to just read it, and then you guys can expound on it. What is trauma? And they have the three E's, event, experience, and effects. Well, trauma is an event, series of events, or a set of circumstances that is experienced by an individual, physical, emotional, harmful, or is life-threatening, and has taken an adverse effect on the individual's functioning, their mental, physical, social, emotion, and the spiritual well-being. So, y'all, with that, that sounds like life. <laughs> It is. But from the, from the clinical side, what is trauma as you guys see right. it? So trauma is everybody's reaction to the world if the world occurs around them. And, you know, part of it is we're taking in stuff all day, every day, and it's how we make sense of the world. There are some times when a trauma happens through either a single capital T, big T trauma, or just a series of little traumas or sets of circumstances that become overwhelming to the person. They don't know what to do with it. They don't know where to go with it. And it becomes overwhelming, and they begin to lose energy. They begin to lose sleep. They begin to lose appetite. They begin to lose wellness. They're hypervigilant. They're always waiting for the next thing to happen and what's going to happen to us. Um, And the effects really do change the way that we look at the world. And a lot of us don't think of that as as being trauma, but in fact it is. In in fact, it's a very well-documented set of responses that begins with being hyper and vigilant and making sure you're protecting yourself. And if you've got to do that, then you don't have trust for other people. And if you can't trust people, you have to try to control situations And if you have to try to control situations, you might avoid going to certain places or seeing certain people or doing certain things. And eventually it ends up to your being isolated, sometimes being depressed, sometimes being anxious, and just absolutely feeling like everything you know is falling apart. Yeah. And that sounds like life. (laughs) Sounds like what a lot of individuals are dealing with daily. I mean, just yeah. the, the the things that we do from the time that we open our eyes, the time that we, we, we get back home and we close our eyes at night. Um, wow. It's just a lot. And, and I think. You, you know, go, go ahead, Sarah. I was just going to add to that. And. <laughs> 
And I just want to add to that and, and add to what Dr. Yeager had, had said. Uh, I mean, it, this, this definition that he's given and the definition that you read, I think the reality is in the common takeaway of it is that trauma is common. And it's made to be this thing that it only touches these zip codes or only touches these demographics. The reality is, is that any person, no matter where you live, no matter how you identify, no matter any kind of difference between you and the next person, you have the potential and the likelihood of experiencing trauma, and you most likely have. And it looks different for each person, but the reality is, is that trauma is common. So you saying that it sounds like life should hopefully help in breaking down those stigmas that it's, well, we can't talk about it. It's common. It's, it's life. It, it, it truly does affect every person that you walk past in a day. Yes. Y'all, y'all are opening my eyes to a lot of this stuff. Cause as barbers, we see it and we hear it. We, we hear, we hear our clients because and as we, as we've talked, um, you've talked with me and Chris and, um, as us being barbers with primarily African-American clients, we hear things daily, constantly from our clients, and we hear them repeatedly from these boys up to young men, up to adults, constantly. And like you said, we've made trauma, we've made negative experiences normal. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's okay. you get through it. Oh, it's okay. Get through it. But no, we need to learn how to talk about and we need to learn the signs and we need to learn how to work through these situations and not just overlook them and just throw them in the pile of stuff that just happened to me in my life. Oh, well, this is I got disappointed here. Throw this in the pile. Oh, I got my heart broke here. Throw it in the pile. Oh, I love one died. Throw it in the pile. Oh, I lost my job. Throw it in the pile. You can't throw stuff in the pile for so much before it starts to weigh you down. And like you said, Dr. Dr. Yeager, it weighs you down to where you become antisocial and you, it affects your performance at work. It, it affects your relationships, whether it's excuse me, a, a, a parental relationship or a work relationship or a romantic relationship. So that, that, that's just a lot. Um, one, uh, another one, what are some specific, uh, and, and you've gone into them a little bit, some specific signs that an individual has gone through a traumatic experience and that is, that is starting to affect their life in a negative way? What are some of those signs that we can look for in our clients, in our neighbors, in our loved ones? Mm-hmm. So some of the things that you can look for is um, when people start thinking that um, their life isn't really worth living or that they're never going to get ahead, that everything's going to keep working against them. When they start demonstrating um, that startle response, like if, uh, if somebody slams a door and the person about half jumps out of their skin, um, because you know they've they've been startled so many times before, um, people feeling overwhelmed, not knowing where to start, not knowing if they can make decisions about some of the simplest things is like what what do you need at the store? 
because that confused thought process, their brain's always running really fast. And when, when you talk about trauma, you know, most of the people who have been traumatized experiences trauma even in childhood, even as young as, you know, a few months to three years old is a very large amount of yeah. people experience their very first trauma there. So we yeah. know that that becomes ingrained into people and you don't really know what's going on except for the fact that you just don't have any energy, that you don't feel safe, that you don't trust people. And like you said, you, you can only throw it on the pile so long and, and pretty soon that pile yeah. gets too big and you just don't know what to do with it. And I imagine you're hearing it when you're, uh, you know, when you're in your shop. Almost every day you hear it. Every day. And, 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 and Doc, you just said something that I've seen and I'm sure my other uh, hair professionals have seen. I've seen where little boys, where you go to edge them up, where you go to do something, and you said that startle mm-hmm. effect, where, you, where yeah. you go to raise the brush or to comb at them and they jump. And I've seen mm-hmm. that, and I'm like, and I've thought to myself, something is going on at home that is making yeah. that young man startled or afraid. Because if you're yeah. afraid when I'm putting a brush or a comb up next to your head, that means there's something on in your household that has you startled and has you scared and has you fearful. So, yeah. Talking to you and, and going through this, it, it's starting to open my eyes and making my wheels turn a little bit on things that I've seen at the chair. And I'm sure uh, my other barbers, dollars, and hair professionals have seen that before where you do things and the individual jumps or um, yeah. they're, 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 where you ask them to lay their head back and they're, they're reluctant or turn their head and things like that are reluctant. And from talking to you guys, I see that it's the traumatic things that's going on in their household and going on mm-hmm. at a young age because these, these little boys are four and five. And for them, for right. them to be startled and them to jump and act that way, that's, wow. Yeah, you guys yeah. open it up. Um, oh, what is it? Um, these traumatic well, we were talking today, and I was telling some individuals about the show and what we're going to be talking about, and we brought up post-traumatic stress syndrome. Mm-hmm. And they said, and they said, yeah, that's for soldiers. And I had to, no. I had to say, no, that's no. not just that's not just reserved for our military individuals. We thank you to right. all our military service people we thank you for your service putting your life on hold to serve our country to fight for our freedoms we thank you for everything you have done and let me say i'm sorry for what you had to see for what you had to go through and come back and face this thing we call post-traumatic stress syndrome so um but with that being said uh us walking around the streets every day are facing post-traumatic stress syndrome and this yep. may not be the right definition, y'all let me know, but post-traumatic stress syndrome to me is the effects, the effects of any traumatic situation that you've had that affects mm-hmm. you 
later on after that situation has occurred. And, right. And, you know, we, we, kind, we kind of coined it and reserved it for our military uh, servicemen and women, but um, I kind of see it as, you know, if you lose a family member, you lose a job, you, um, you know, you have a bad breakup, you know, something that affects you where you had high expectations and high, uh, you know, you had high expectations of a positive outcome and it doesn't turn out that way, and then it affects your daily life. You know, lose it because I, let me raise my hand and say I'm one that yeah. I'm still affected by the loss of my dad. Sure. Mhm. Sure. Well, so, you know, some of the situations they go they go back through your childhood. When we think about post traumatic stress, you're absolutely right. It was studied in the wars. The first actual definition comes from um, Roman times. And mm-hmm. it's progressed and been renamed several ways. But really, when you think about it, what are some of the key factors that have been studied that tie into it? Abuse, emotional abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse, neglect, physical neglect, emotional neglect, and um, household dysfunction. You know, a lot of individuals grow up in homes where there's substance abuse, where there's violence, where there's um, a lack of mental wellness. Um, where there are really difficult divorce situations. And what we know now is that impacts the individual's functioning across their behavior and their physical and mental health to the extent that people who have experienced traumas have a 25-year for shortened life experience mm-hmm. if they don't deal with it. Whoa. You said 25 years? Yep. It can wow. shorten the life because what it leads to are physical illnesses such as obesity, depression, diabetes, suicide attempts, heart disease, cancer, stroke, COPD, and broken bones. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, people can't work. They may try to soothe the pain with alcohol or they might try to soothe the pain with some pills or they might just sit around and not have energy to do anything, and they don't have the energy to go to work, and it just keeps compounding, and it's a vicious cycle. It's very hard to get out of. Yeah, because you're right, because once an individual starts, and we see it when they start from just a small incident to a larger incident to a larger incident, Now, you know, they start showing the depression and they start drinking and smoking and taking pills. And once you get to that point, like you say, it's the big circle. It's a big big hamster wheel, and it's hard to get off of. So, yeah, and and being in the African-American community, we've normalized that. We made it that that is okay to feel that way, to, you know, you grew up in the hood. You're supposed to feel that way. You live in the ghetto. Or you're supposed to feel that way. No, we're not supposed to feel that way. You're, you're not supposed to have have those type of feelings day in and day out. But what it is, far as and I, and I speak as an African American male, we've been taught that you're not supposed to show not supposed to show weakness. You're not supposed to cry. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. You, you know. You're supposed to suck it up and take it like a man. 
what is take it like a man mean? We have emotions. Right. We have, you know, <laughs> we hurt. We get disappointed. You know, we want to cry. We want to cry out and say, I need some help. I can't deal with this. But society has made it that we can't do that because if we do, we're less of a man. And no no male individual wants to hear that you're less of a man because you're, 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 you're tied into your emotions. Yeah. And especially in the Afri- African-American community, when you tell a, a guy he's less than a man, I mean, they have words that they use for that. I mean, I'm not going to use them now, but they have words that they call you and slogans that they yeah. use, and nobody wants mm-hmm. to feel that because if you're already in a depressed state, if you're already in a hopeless state, being downgraded and what they call it, being bullied now, that doesn't help your situation. That only that only makes the turtle crawl more into the shell. So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, what we need to do and why we why we partner with you guys is we want to make it okay to have avenues and have outlets for individuals to talk about this to let us know. Okay, yes, I've gone through a traumatic uh, I've gone through a traumatic situation. How do I get out of it? And mm-hmm. promote it in the barbershop that there are ways, there are avenues for us to talk about this, to get that off our chest. We don't have to walk around and carry that all day, every day, trying to be trying to be tough with the, with the chest poked out, but you got so much on your back that your back is hurt. Yeah. So I mm-hmm. just, that, that's just, and you guys have just opened my eyes to, oh, my God, to so much of this. Um. Uh, what else? So we know that um, it doesn't uh, uh, traumatic situations and uh, mental illness and mental situations. They don't have a color. They don't have a race. Mm-hmm. But do they don't do racial do do, do racial and economic situations affect tra- traumatic situations? Do I yeah. mean where you grow up and 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 your economic level, I mean your economic status? Does that have does that play a role, or have you found that it plays a role in the way individuals deal with traumatic uh, traumatic situation and how it affects their daily lives? Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the science of this. Mm-hmm. So yes, one of the largest studies ever done. Um, the researcher's name was Folletti, and he partnered with Kaiser Health Systems, which is the biggest healthcare provider in California. And what yeah. they did is they studied basically 17,000 families. It was a multiple site study all over California. And the Centers for Disease Control in Kaiser Permanente started looking at adverse childhood experiences. And what they looked at was the population that could afford Kaiser Permanente insurance, pretty much Mm middle-class America. Not looking at, you know, not looking at color, not looking at socioeconomic, just looking at traumas experienced. And what they found 
in this group of 17,000 people that 64% of adults reporting having at least one trauma in their life. And then if they looked at the ones that had traumas, 87% of them had two or more traumas. And when they started looking at what does that lead to, people who had an ACE score, four traumatic childhood events, twice as likely to be smoking, seven times more likely to abuse alcohol and or drugs. But the one thing that really strikes home to me, and it's what you're talking about, is that if you don't get it out and you have four of those traumatic experiences through childhood and then as you're getting into adulthood, you are 1,200% greater risk for ending your own life. Yep. Think hmm. about that. This is this is an now, now, ultimate. Wow. Yeah. Dumbfounding, right? <laughs> yeah. It is, it's and an now, equal now, opportunity now, now, offender. Now, Diego, those are those are the things that you were talking about in the class, and that was what the abuse and neglect in the household. It, it, aren't those yep. the ace? The ace. The, yep. Uh, those are aces. The first childhood events. Yep. Yes, the abuse, yep. neglect, and household dysfunction. Those are like the three major ones. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. So, and y'all, this this is just from the class that um, the training that they gave us, and I, I did write this down. Um, the three major ones were abuse, abuse, whether it's physical, mental, or sexual. Because um, w- w- when if I'm right, the four the four factors that you were talking about are encompassed in these ones that I'm about to talk about. Um, yep. If I'm correct, abuse being yep. physical, mental, and sexual, neglect mm-hmm. being physical or emotional, and then dysfunction in, in your house being divorce, mental illness, substance abuse an incarcerated relative, be it whether it be a mother, father, relative, whatever it may be, and uh, a, a mother that went through violent relationships. Mm-hmm. So if those are, those are so many things that he just talked about. And if you have one, two, three, or four of those, that's where that number came about where he talked about the 87%. And then 1,200% more likely to end your life. Y'all, we got to talk about this stuff. It's not it's, and to, it's, to it's, kinda, it's, it's, Go ahead. No, to, to, to spin from that, definitely talking about it and everything that Dr. Yeager has said is he's the clinician. Like he, this is, this is something that he has definitely grown and he's educated all of us and, um, I come from a side of this that I'm not clinical, um, but I worked in our court system previous to my position with STAR, and you see it generationally. So I worked in juvenile court as a victim yes. advocate for the Franklin County Prosecutor's Office, and so you see it generation, generationally when you've got a child that's grown up and they've suffered from all of these things in their own home, and then they have their own child, and then that child is learning how to regulate themselves by their parent who has who has these aces in their life and they haven't ever talked about them 
So then it compounds itself through generations. And so not talking about it exponentially raises those numbers. Um, definitely, I mean, the time is now to talk. So. Yeah, because it's it's because um, growing up, well, I'm almost 50 years old. Growing up, when I did, we had a stronger family structure. We had individuals mm-hmm. that would pull you to the side, the old schools, we call them the OGs, that would pull you to the side and let you know things to do and things not to do. But over these past 50 years, the family structure have been, has been broken down. The father has been taken out of the home, and the family structure has been separated, and now we are result, we, we, we're, we're seeing the result of this with um, the way our young men are being raised, the way our young women are being raised, and the diminishing of the family structure. So now these traumatic aces, these traumatic situations that we're going through have been elevated. But now that those have been elevated, now our conversation about this has been elevated because, as you said, Mm -hmm. we see it all the time. Us as barbers, we see it all the time where I use an example where it was um, there was a young man who brought his son in. They were getting haircuts, and his son had got kicked out of school for arguing, fighting, and cussing at a, a teacher. So, but when the young man got the son into the barbershop, he began to berate him and, and cuss at him and downgrade him. And I'm like, bro, hold on, you got to stop. You see what you're doing to him? He was like, what? I said, you're doing to him what he did to the teacher. How did he learn hey. that? From mm-hmm. when, yeah. when you reprimand him, that's the language that you use when you discipline him. So what that what that shows him is that now becomes his conflict resolution. When he gets in any conflict or he gets in any problem, he's going to resort, resort to what he's learned, to what he's seen his mother and father do. And he sees that you become irate. You become and use negative and foul language. So that's what he displays in school. So when you do that, you're just doing the same thing to him. And it was like a light bulb went off in his head. He was like, nobody's ever thought, nobody's ever said that to me. I didn't realize that's what I was doing. And then he said, because that's what my mom did to me. So yep. now that's yep. been ingrained in him. So now he's going to ingrain it into his son. And now there would be no telling what his son would do. So like you say, it, mm-hmm. it is generational. And we see it all the time, but it's normal to us now. We don't see it. Oh, he acts that way because his mama acts that way, because grandmama acts that way. But that doesn't make it right. So um, that's why we need to have these open and honest dialogues about what is trauma, what is mental health, what is mental wellness. So um, I thank you guys for, first of all, inviting us to the training. Uh, me, Chris, um, what was it, Jeff, uh, Burgess, and Tony, we came out to the training and we talked about it. This is something that needs to be implemented into our barber training, into our barber schools, so we're able to not just provide our clients with good haircut services, but we're also able to provide them with some uh 
maybe some mental guidance, some some stress relief, some outlets from that they can't get anywhere else because we know in the barbershop we do things, we say things that aren't quote unquote politically correct or conventional or the way that you would do at your regular nine to five job, but they're effective. So we just yeah. need to use we just need to be able to have all the tools that we 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 can because before meeting with you guys before Dr. Yeager and Sarah before you had conversations with me and Chris you guys had no idea that this went on in the barbershop you guys yeah. had no idea that this went on with African American males because like you said when 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 they did the study it wasn't done in a urban community. It wasn't done right. in a lower income community. Studies like this, <coughs> excuse me. Studies like this are are uh, usually done in a upper middle class. Uh, um, they usually use upper middle class sampling, or it's on a college campus, or it's in a well to do area. And yeah. um, from working with John Gregory and the African-American Male Wellness Initiative, even before it was that, uh, when we did the barriers to employment for young men from the ages of 16 to 25, the um, United Way, they wanted to do it at Ohio State University. No, you can't do mm-hmm. that at Ohio State University. You won't get a true sample. So like right. we need to do this stuff at places where real life happens. And real right. life happens right. in the barbershop. Mm-hmm. Well, I and so, I have to tell you, I, I you am were... so impressed by the work you're doing. It's just incredible. And, yeah. you know, you've got the opportunity here to make such a remarkable impact on the community that, you know, we're just here to support the wonderful things that you're doing. And, you know, the STAR program, we're not going to go anywhere. We're going to stick around and we're going to, help you as much as we can because what you're doing is really special. And I, I, I thank you for um, allowing, uh, allowing us to, to, to tap into the resources that you guys have because, as you know, we come from two different worlds. We're, we're in the yeah. barbershop. We're in the community all day, every day, and you come from the intellectual, the scholastic, the big university world, world. and those two worlds rarely interact. But though that's what needs to happen, we need to have yeah. your intellectual results of studies on what we go through and to be able to combine that so we know, wow, this is why we're doing, this is why we're acting the way that we're acting. It's never yeah. done well, that way. And we, we <laughs> right. need to start doing that and opening up this dialogue it's not rocket science, yeah. guys. Let's get it done. <laughs> Let's get it so, done. And you know that's what? You why, help oh us keep God. it real. Yeah. Yeah. You're helping us yeah. keep it real. So yeah. let's do this. And what, yeah, what they all said. Yes. Okay, y'all. Hey, I thank y'all. We are, uh, you're in the Barber Zone with your man Chavez right here, Blog Talk Radio, BarberZoneRadio.com. The number is 563-999-3404. I see we have a few individuals that are online. They've called in, they're listening to the show. I thank you, thank you, thank you for the support. Now, if you have any questions or a comment, you want to say something, call the 563-999-3404 and simply press 1. 
when you prompt it, it lets me know that you have a question or a comment. I'll bring you on, and um, we can you can let your, your voice be heard in the Barber Zone because we're here talking about trauma to wellness. Y'all, this show is about y'all. Oh, excuse me. The show is about us. The show is about yep. us talking about us being better. That's it's, it's about us being better. I don't care what color you are, how much money you got, what job you have, what car you do, where you live. We all go through this. When we get home at the end of the day and you look in the mirror, after you take that hot rag and wash your face, you wash up all your makeup, you take off your eyebrows and all that stuff, and you get in the mirror, what do you see? Do you like that individual? A lot of us don't like what we see, but we have to be able to talk about that person that you don't like, how you've gotten to that place where you don't like the person that you see. And, y'all, we have some outlets. You know, we know you go to the barber shop and you lay it on those barbers, but we're trying to give you some out, some other outlets where you can go get some professional help, some professional resources. We know that community going to the doctor, going to the to the psychologist, to the psychiatrist is a no-no. Y'all, we got to stop that. I ain't going to see no doctor. I ain't crazy. No, you're not crazy, but you're unbalanced. You're not, you're, you're not processing information. You're not processing situations correctly. And now... Now we we have individuals that are here to help us. They've been there. We just didn't know they were there, and they didn't know that we were here and that we needed the type of help that we need. And we need to combine this. We need to make this more more of a community, university, medical effort because it, it, it shouldn't take for us to be in crisis before we go. To see individuals before we go to STAR, before we go to Ohio State, before we go to whatever community organizations that's offering uh, help, mental help. Y'all, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it in the barbershop. We laugh and joke and talk about everything else. Let's talk about what's hurting us. If we do that, we'll be much better. So, and then, then we won't need Dr. Yeager. Dr. Yeager will be stuck off in the classroom somewhere. He won't be on the floor talking about what, <laughs> what we're going through. I'm sorry, Doc. I, I might I put you out thrilled. of a job. Sarah, we might put you out of a job. But, hey. No, but, I'm thrilled. If you can put if, it, do if, it, put me out of work. Put, put you out of work. But, y'all, if, and if you know somebody that is not coping the way they, the the way that quote unquote regular people cope, but what is regular? But if they're not handling situations correctly, or if they're showing signs, like Dr. Yeager and Chair were talking about, we have a number: six one four two nine three star. We have that. We have the. I don't have the number. I had I had the number here for the um for the suicide prevention line. Go mm-hmm. talk to somebody. Get some help. When you say Should get some help, else people, I'll, I know. Uh, go ahead. Something else I'll, um, I'll add to this, and um, this is just me 
loving what you do and, and what you and Chris stand for and how hard you guys are working. Again, Dr. Yeager said it and just um, supporting you guys and doing what you do because you do it so well already. Um, I, I love working in the community. So if there's a group of individuals that connect with you that would want more information, that want to see this study, that want the, the um, they're asking for the resources, I will come to your shop and, and hang out with you guys and, and share that information with you. And I mean, I'm, I'm not going to volunteer in, but if Dr. Yeager is free, um, we can see if you can come <laughs> out. Um, <laughs> but we'll yes. come to you guys yes. and provide that information and be a support system. And, yes. and I'm happy and, to and come we out. Would love and, you. and we would love it. And we would love it. Like we talked about before, you guys didn't know that we needed this and that we did this in the barbershop. And this is bridging those gaps because, like we said before, and, y'all, we just going to keep it. We're in the barber zone. We're in the barbershop. We're just going to keep it real. If a little white girl with a laptop <laughs> and, and, and a duffel bag walks into the barbershop, hey, I'm, I'm here to talk about mental health. You're getting kicked. What do you mean you're talking about? It, ain't nobody here crazy. You may get the hell up out of here. Those are just the words. You might be a little bit different. But nobody called you. Nobody called, you know. But now that you have, you guys have a relationship with barbers, we can set up those meetings to where we can start to talk about. We can start having those dialogues. And once you educate yourself, you can realize that going going to STAR, going to other other trauma places or other organizations is not as bad. The stigma is not as bad as the reality. And that's what it is. The stigma of going to a doctor, talking to somebody is not as bad as the reality. And once you go, like, wow, why didn't I do this before? So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to building that relationship to where we have you guys out to the barbershop on a Friday or a Saturday and we just sit and talk about wellness. We're going to start talking about illness and talk about wellness. We're going to start talking about wellness and what that looks like. So I thank Let's you guys for so much and, and, and then inviting us out to that class, man. That was just awesome, awesome. And I'm putting him on, I'm about to put him on front street. Chris, I'm about to pull you, you on the line, Chris, because you know we get to the end of the show, so you know you got to say something. So I'm about to pull you on the line right now, and we're going to talk about you. Uh Dr. Yeager and Sarah, well, in the barbershop, when people don't do what they're supposed to do or they act funny, we talk about them. So I'm about to call Chris Burke on the line. Uh, Chris Burke, I've hit the button, sure. and you're coming on. So I need you to say I'm something. Don't be acting zone. funny. <laughs> Chris Burke, uh, 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 first, uh, uh, first of all, y'all, one second, real quick. You're in the barber zone. You know the show really from nine to ten. We got an hour, but y'all know what this is. This is after hours. It's about to be ten o'clock, so y'all know we after hours on here. So Chris, lead off the after yes, hours, man. Don't be over here. It's funny. First of all, first and foremost, Chavez, I want to uh, commend you for championing the cause. Uh, you've really elevated this to a common dialogue. Um, the platform that you've created is substantial to make a lot of things work in our, in our barbershops that hasn't worked well before. Um, and I want to thank uh, 
Sarah and Dr. Yeager. Sarah, you came through like a champ. You gave us the resources <laughs> that we waited for forever, and um, and and it's working. I mean, what I've learned in the class from you, Dr. Yeager, has actually equipped me to be more efficient at the chair to change the lives that, you know, I actually got in the business 30 years ago to do. Um, yeah. I don't know what it is about me and the way that I function behind the chair, but people come all the time and just spill beans. Uh, today, um, at 7 o'clock in the evening, and I work downtown in Columbus, so I am right in the midst of, of mental, mental uh, illness and homelessness and whatnot. <laughs> but I had a girl today who yeah. just had to use the restroom. She walks in the door. She used, She says she's pregnant. She's got to use the restroom. Give her, you know, give her the directions to where it's at. She comes out and tells me that she's got, uh, that she got hit in the head with a pan. And I don't know if that was something that was an accident, uh, a work-related accident, or if it was some sort of domestic abuse. Um, but she says she's had seizures for the last three days. And, um, and, you know, the difference between being exposed to the information uh, changes the situation that happens so fast that you don't know how to react. But being prepared and kind of groomed for circumstances that we don't know when they're going to happen or what they're going to be, you know, I was able to respond with, you know, with with a listening ear, with um, some loving direction, and kind of comfort her and and quickly direct her. She's waiting for a bus, so I really didn't get to do everything, but let her know that, you know, hey, there's some resources out there. Um, I don't, I, I couldn't imagine having 20 seizures in three days. Um, but she no. was, like, full of joy, even on top of that. But, you know, um, there's been a pregnancy, and and I just – from the ACES training, I, I knew that there was some trickle down, so some residue, potentially some mm-hmm. post traumatic type stuff. And, you know, so I gave her my business card, really encouraged her to come back and spend a little bit more time. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. It's life changing for me. It's life changing for the people that sit in my chair. Um, I do have one question, though, because. Uh, a lot of what I hear seems to be like a reaction to these traumas that digs a deeper and deeper and deeper root of fear. Yeah. Am I, am I, am I mm-hmm. correct in that? Because a lot of the, the things that we do post-trauma are trying to be self-preservation. Uh, we get more mm-hmm. aggressive and more aggressive with self-preservation. So how do I, how do I listen and I'm asking just as a, 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 a barber, a leader in the barber industry, so I can pass that on to people. How do how do we listen and how do we come I, – I think it's a little pretentious to feel like we can come with true resolution. But what can be some of our goals to as we deal with people? Now, that was probably like a three- or four-minute scenario that, that um, I described earlier, but – 
mm-hmm. I have relationships with clients that are ongoing. I've got one whose daughter committed suicide. I've got one who, you know, who uh, they lost their job, and it's it's it was due to some race relations, and uh, one yeah. whose mother died, and one who, you know, the list is so long. Um, yeah. How can what what are some of the goals that we can have? Uh, I know one of it, the one that I keep trying to impress upon barbers, is that you know the referral. I know we want yeah. to land at a referral. Mm-hmm. We're not we're we're not counselors. We're not psychologists. But what can we do in the moment to to get the person to a place that when we give them a referral that they'll respond. So I think probably the best thing, and it sounds like it's what you're already doing, is mm-hmm. stop, stand still, listen to the person. Because if you listen to them long enough, they're going to tell you what they think they need. And mm-hmm. that okay. helps put you in a position to give them that referral, that kind of a warm handoff, that if it's coming from you, wow, okay, he's he's saying I should maybe do this, this this would be a good thing, like the the young lady, you know, um, hearing her and listening to what's going on and being concerned, and you know, sometimes just hearing it helps the person to move forward with doing the next thing that they need to do, whether that mm-hmm. be going to the going to a, a clinician, going to an emergency room, going to a, a community center, going to a church, whatever it takes for them to connect with people because everybody connects in different ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But first yeah. off, it's, you got to let us kind of fill that out. That. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the power of listening. I think yeah. you can kind of, yeah, kind of vet your, your, yeah. Mm-hmm. And see, and see Dr. Yeager and sir, after, at least for me, after going through the training, it allows me, like you say, allows me to listen more, and I'm able to relate to it a little bit better now that I've seen with those those ace those those little individual things that that emotional and physical and the dysfunction in the home. Now that stuff starts to sit better. So now when I listen, I can hear. He's telling me about a domestic situation, but he's not really telling me about a domestic situation. But it's really, mm-hmm. really hurting him in school, because that's what we mm-hmm. don't see how that stuff, how how, the, how that stuff plays a role in our young people as they're going to school. If you have to listen to your parents arguing and fight the first thing in the morning while you're trying to eat your cereal and your Cheerios, that sets you in some type of mindset that you carry on when you go on to school. And yeah. then, you know, parents parents wonder why the child's grades aren't good. It's not that they're not intellectual. It's that they're thinking, is my mom and dad going to be arguing when I get home, or why was my dad arguing at my mom? And, you know, it's just a whole bunch that you have to deal with, so now you're not able to focus on your schoolwork. Well, it's hard to focus on schoolwork when you're trying to be safe, you know? And mm-hmm. children yeah. don't know that they're going to be safe, right? So yeah, there, that's that's not attention deficit disorder. That's not not being bright. That's not not being you know dedicated to learning. That's trying to survive, and that's really at the core of who we are. 
Mm-hmm. And you, you're right, yeah. fear is a big piece of that because if you fear that you're not safe, you can't do anything else but work to be safe. Right. Wow. Right. Wow. One of the things I'd like to see wow. done, um, and you mentioned it earlier, that was to um, get some training in the schools, get some training um, as a cosmetologist. I have to take continued education training. Um, mm-hmm. There's a model in place already where we have to um, take one hour of training on how to identify um, what do they call it? Uh, human trafficking. trafficking. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so to take this program, um, uh, the mental wellness program, and expose barbers to it, I'd love to see that happen. I'd love to see uh, to see that this delivered in a class format gave us so much more of a structure than our own personal experiences on what works and what doesn't. Um, so I, again, I, I just I can't thank you enough for that. Um, but I'd like to see that type of training at least in the state of Ohio, if not throughout the country. Um, yes, yeah. yeah, I, I think it's very very much possible. Uh, for um, some of the relationships that we have with, uh, there's an organization called the National, well, I don't know what it stands for, National Association of Barber Board Directors, NABA, mm-hmm. something like yes. that. NABA. I think I said it right. NABA, yeah. <laughs> and so they would love to hear this programming um, and have it trickle down through, through their members, which are all state board directors for uh, at least half, if not more than half of the states in the country. Um, we've got platforms with trade shows. We've got um, networks of barbers online. Um, all of those things are available through you know, Chavez and I. So yeah, I'm really at that point, you know, taking you up on your offer to partner with us and to see some things change, not just, you know, with, around our own personal chairs, but throughout the country. Um, and we met and we're here to partner with you. Okay, yeah, thank let's you. do it. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. And, and we met a guy from the U.K. years ago. His name's Tom Chapman. And Tom started an organization called Lions Barber Collective because suicide was the number one killer of males mm. in the U.K. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's done a lot of work. I think I sent... Um, Sarah, his TED Talk video. It was um, a great video, by the way. Oh, Tom is awesome. Tom is awesome. Yeah. I want to do a TED Talk on mental, on mental health in the barbershop. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what I want to do. I want to do a TED Talk on the mental, mental health in the barbershop. Yeah. yeah. That, that, uh, that's <laughs> where I ultimately want to go so, so, so we can talk about yeah. this thing because, yeah. Like, yeah, like Tom did, he did a, I mean, awesome, awesome job. We need to talk about yeah. it more. This and Kim be, Braswell. This, this needs to be talked about well. more. You remember Kim, so, the yeah. lady that was in the in the uh, in the class that said that she wanted to have the barbershop. Mm-hmm. She just did yeah. one a couple weeks yeah. ago. It's not it's not released yet, but I think it's still in in post editing. But yeah, so um, these dialogues that we've had for years and years and years, and they're starting to get formalized. You know, through our relationships with with Star, and I just I just think that you know 
to be that, awesome. that commitment here and now that we that we move forward, try and get it get it official. Because yeah. people's lives. Yeah, that, this, this is something that this is something not just of this. not just me and Chris need, but but we need uh, across the board with barbers and uh, stylists. So I mean more, and, and I'm I'm kind of biased. I'm a barber. I, I I deal with the upliftment of men and boys. So I would love to see this on the barber side because with us dealing with the men and uh, the man's supposed to be the head of the household and the head of the family, we need to get our men's heads back right so we can lead our families, our churches, our communities in the right way. So. Uh, I would love to see this and love to be um, one of the ones that's spearheaded to get this into our barber schools and part of our barber board. So that with us being the ones that are, the, like we say, the first responders in an individual's mm-hmm. life, we need to be the ones that are that are doing this. So, um, again, you guys, we're in overtime. We're about to end the show. I, I thank you guys for for taking mm-hmm. time. And uh, if you don't mind, we're going to have to do another, a, a, a part two on this. We're going to do um, a part two there and keep talking about it and uh, share more information with individuals. But, um, guys, you've been in the Barber Zone with your man, Severe's Moment, right here at Barber Zone Radio, barberzoneradio.com. Uh, you can uh, block talk radio.com slash barberzone. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. The number here is 563 uh, Become a friend of the show. Like the show. Share it. You can listen to it on your podcast later. Share it with your friends and colleagues and everything. But, y'all, we have to start talking about this. We have to start talking about our mental wellness and the things that affect us in a negative way that detract from our mental wellness. So, again, uh, Dr. Yeager, uh, Ms. Sarah, Chris Burke, I appreciate y'all coming on and sharing with not just me, but the whole In the Barber Zone community, the whole barber, the whole world, whoever listens and has access to this show. I thank you guys. And we're wrapping up. Y'all, make sure you look out for the next show. We're going to get it out there. We're going to send you the information. And we may do part two next week. If Dr. Yeager's and Sarah's available, we'll do it next week. If not, we'll do it when they're available. But, you guys, again, thank you for coming to get your head right in the Barber Zone. And until next week, y'all, be better and be mentally well. Dr. Yeager, Sarah, Chris, thank you for taking your time. You. Have a good night, and we will talk to you at another Thank time. Thank you. Thank you, guys. And Thank you we are out of here. <laughs>